Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. What's on the burner today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tony from the Ridge. The Ridge of Bracken. Well, yeah, we speak tradie sayings coming up soon because I'm a carpenter now. And like you know, like the, Jesus, the original yeah, trader. Yeah, you know, on the weekends, I like to get blind as a welder's dog. All that kind of gear, Marta, you go on saying, mate. <laughs> hey, that's a good saying. That's a good a one. I like dog. that too. Deaf as a carpenter's dog because my first dog used to sit underneath the drop saw and you'd be continued. And we didn't realise he was deaf. He went deaf. What about Fuller's a butcher's pup? Because he's always getting off Always eating the meat all the off cuts. If something goes wrong, Full Tony reckons... Sock drawer. Hungry speaking as 15 mongrel dogs outside the butcher shop. <laughs> you can't say speaking of centipedes because that was not on the podcast. We were doing that before we started recording. You've I had a, a callback. But to our, the... our listeners, they listen to everything that we say. They would know. Do you reckon? Yes. So Tony from Brackenridge They remember stuff I don't show. remember. You are a maniac. And this is so true from Tony. <laughs> What's he reckon? If something goes wrong on site, you just say, it's close enough for government work. Oh, yeah. Bureaucracy oh, at its yeah. finest. Yeah. Just half a job. Yep. And if you're doing a cashy on a weekend, oh, that's good enough uh, for that. Good enough for, I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Are you even a real carpenter? Not really. (laughs) You were this close. Good enough for. Oh, that's just good enough. (laughs) Good enough. Um, You know, like. um, Cash work, you also say, is it time to have a beer yet? (laughs) Because you can work with a beer in your hand. Of course, always. Um, Mato, is there something like you have to do, like renewing your, you know, like you do an apprenticeship, takes four years, right? And then you're now however many years into that four-year apprenticeship. Well, no, do you have to do, like, renewing? No. Like, retesting? No. Like, I think people should have to reset their driver's licence right after a certain period of time. Yeah, but if... Would it, that then not be a thing? Because builders get lazy and they cut corners and should they uh, not have to reset tests and stuff? No, but you're always getting assessed by every time you do something. Um, you, Your work. You, you've, no, you have someone come out to inspect and oh. go, right, you carry on. Do you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you're pouring foundations, you need uh, um, someone to sign off on that. Someone needs to sign off on each stage. The frame's done. Someone needs to sign off. What's, so, the, what's the technical difference between a builder and a master builder? You know, someone that goes and gets their big licence so they can build. Just time? You just become no. a master builder? Well, no, well, you can't be a 19-year-old different... master so, builder, right? So I, ne- I was never medium rise or high rise. They're different builders too. I was only domestic. Uh, Residential. What, up to two, three storeys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's a builder. Master builders is actually an association. Oh. So you join master builders, pay your extra $500 and go, uh, yep. I'm a master, master builder. Build, and you get a sticker yeah. that's and on your trailer me. in your car and it says master builder. Hmm. I've got a mate who's got the QBCC number plates, personalised plates. What do you mean? He's got QBCC. Oh, it actually says QBCC. Yeah. Oh, suck hole. And he's waiting for someone to come and pay him heaps of money for them. But. I bet. Mm. Hey. It's like Bitcoin, baby. They don't yeah. go through the roof, a QBCC yeah. number plate. Where were we? Well, we're up to Glenn from Bray Park here. You'll hear us talk trucks into bridges on the oh, show yeah. today as well. G'day, team. Yeah. A great app for truck height limits and weight limits is TruckWiz. TruckWiz.co. Oh. There you go. Yeah, but the dickheads who don't know how tired it is, they'll never check, will they? They just wait until they hit one. I've started using Waze, W-A-Z-E, to track how fast I'm going. Oh, Because it it tells you your real speed. 
So, like in my Land Cruiser, if I'm doing 103, that's actually 100. Yeah. What doesn't does, oh. Google Maps does that? Does Apple not do that? Apple, uh, no, it just tells you what the speed limit is. Um, and where you're going. Oh. But Waze actually too. tells you what the speed limit is and then what the limit is that you're doing. Does Waze also, and this is just Tells you where all the accidents are. And tells you where all the... Hazards and radars. And speed cameras. Yeah. Mm. You can actually... Coincidence that you need to know where the speed cameras are. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can drop And how fast I'm going. Coincidence. You can self-report as you're driving past. You get ping. Well, I was like doing camera. 100 on cruise, like because I'm on one point for 12 months. Yeah. So I was doing 100 on cruise and everybody was going past me I'm like, surely there's something wrong with my car. Like, yeah. no, or built. everyone else is speeding. Yeah, how does everyone points. else still have a license? Because I'm the slowest person on the road well, at the you're moment. Actually, you would have found out. You're actually doing 96. I'm doing 96. That's right. My car's 114 is 110. But you'd be two months in, wouldn't you? You only got 10 months to go. Yesterday. <laughs> it was two months? No, when I went to the Department of Transport, that's what I went for. Oh, shit. It starts when you go in. 24th oh, of October. Yeah. Yeah. You're 11 months and 29 yeah. days. Of cruise control on 104 to <laughs> yeah. make sure it's exactly. Started from October 24th. Oh, you hate being defeated, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like a challenge. Mm, uh, but I also don't like being the slowest person on the road. That's what I mean. It's so annoying. Mm. Triple M breakfast wherever you can. Mardo, Margo, and Dan on Triple M. Triple M breakfast with Mardo, Margo, and Dan. The Gold Coast 500 practice starts tomorrow. Top 10 shootout Saturday, racing Saturday afternoon and Sunday. If you want to be there, you are on the right radio station. About an hour's time with Triple M's, you can't say that. We're going to hook you up with Triple M three day passes. Oh, what a weekend. So practice on Friday, then race on Saturday after the top 10 shootout, another top 10 shootout Sunday with a race, and this bloke will be riding amongst the thick of it. James Courtney from Tickford Racing. Morning, mate. Morning, guys. Hey, James, real men wear teal, or do they? Big announcement last night. They're going to be finishing <laughs> up at Tickford salmon. Racing. This salmon. salmon, is it? <laughs> going to be finishing. No, it used to be salmon. <laughs> used to be salmon. Uh, it's now teal, which you look beautiful in too, by the way, James. Uh, but um, you're going to be heading off uh, to BRT Racing next year. Yeah, it's um, yeah, super exciting. Another two years I'm, I'm employed, so I don't have to get a real job for a little bit longer. But, uh, but no, it's, it's super exciting. It's expanding the two cars. Uh, like you touched on, Snowy River with the teal, their favourite colour is uh, is coming across as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to a great young uh, talent with my co-driver in Aaron Love. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be an exciting little prospect. Well, cause considering you took us down that trail, what would you be doing when you finished driving supercars? Well, my my uh, my dad was a carpet layer, so um, if I didn't race cars, I Trace. probably would have been on that. So, Andersons. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, nothing but hard work on the knees. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the knuckles. My brother-in-law does it, and he looks like a gorilla <laughs> wobbling around now. So uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, great weekend this weekend on the GC500. You currently live on the Gold Coast, uh, but at your hometown, Energy. Uh, home, home ground advantage. You've had some success. Uh, at the Gold Coast, what does this weekend mean for you? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good one. This event for me, it's um, it's one of our marquee events. It's you know when people ask which one should we come to, it's definitely one of the ones you suggest. But uh, it's good, uh, like anything, when you get to when you're a sports person, you're away from home the whole time. If you can play your sport and be at home, it makes it so much better. So to be able to come out of the circuit, go home, see the kiddies, and have have a home cooked meal makes a big difference. So um, I. I love it. It's um, obviously been doing it a while and um, and had a 
plenty of success here. So hopefully we can uh, replicate a bit of that this weekend. Listen at the uh, at the pointy end of the championship, Brody Kostecki leading, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, coming second. Uh, do you talk to those guys? Uh, do you needle them at all pre-race? Um, well, Shane doesn't talk much at all. No, we know much. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I speak to Brody a lot. He's actually. He's, not that anyone should be surprised, but he's actually a really nice bloke. So um, I was mucking around with him yesterday, and I said, mate, if I can get in Shane's way and cause a bit of havoc for him and help you out, I definitely will. But, uh, that, uh, no, look, they've been – they've both been super quick all year, and, and um, I think it's going to be a good little fight for those guys to the end of the year. James, have you found this uh, new season with the new look, the Camaros v Mustangs? You've obviously driven both Ford and Holden over the years. Do you have a preference? And I know you haven't really loved, um, you know, the Mustang this year compared to the Camaro because of the downforce and parity and this, that and the other. Um, do you have a preference of, you know, I know that you're going into a Mustang again next year with BRT, uh, but is there one that you favour over the other? Yeah, whichever one's Amy, I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> nice. So Ford. <laughs> Yeah, That's called being pragmatic. All the way. But no, growing up, mate, we were never really a Ford or a Holden family. We had, I remember my dad had both Falcons and Commodores, you know, as you as you switch through the years. But um, but yeah, never really been a um, a one make sort of fella. So um, and anyway, the cars are pretty near. They're identical under the under the uh, skin now. So uh, apart from the engine, so yeah, they're all pretty much the Best same. Best driver wins. Oh, I'd like to think Sometimes. so. I, I tend to blame the equipment for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. James, May you get a surfboard this weekend as one of the trophies, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. On you, mate. Gold Coast 500 practice tomorrow. Top 10 shootout Saturday. Racing Saturday, Arvo and Sunday. If you want to be there, stick around here on Triple M. Triple M's Drink responsibly. Yeah, it's 10 past 8. We'll get you a three-day pass. Guys, I thought outside of our, of course, podcast on the listener app, I'd bring another one to the attention of you two and um, our dads who love to listen along because we do have a lot of men that listen to our show and a lot of them are dads. 5.4 million dads in Australia. There are, and you two are two of them. And I heard this podcast and I was like, you know what, I reckon this needs to be brought to the attention of not only you two, but our men. Are you calling our fathering abilities into question? You would be correct <laughs> in doing so. Well, uh, it's called the Good Enough Dad oh, podcast like and it sounds it like yeah. you two. Uh, but apparently, good enough is enough. And the legend that's bringing it to our attention is Maggie Dent, the host of the Good Enough Dad podcast. Good morning, Maggie. Hello, guys. Why, as a mother, did you feel that, you know, the role of the dad needed to be highlighted? Oh, look, I go back a really long way um, and way, way over 20 years. When I started working in the wheat belt area of Western Australia during a drought around um, mental health and suicide prevention. But the dads were grabbing me on the way out of the shed and asking questions. And then that beautiful shift happened over the years where dads never turned up to my seminars and then they started dribbling in the door. And now sometimes I have 40% of dads. And then I started running dads only one. So I really knew that this whole cultural shift where dads want to step up and be a really active part of this parenting journey, raising their kids, but what, they didn't have a game book. Like what's the rules? Because my dad didn't do that. So I thought, yeah, they, they kind of like, I felt I had unfinished business with the guys. So um, I was pretty stoked when they asked if I could do it because I am technically part bloke myself. Give us your top three points that you've learned from oh, from your whole life, counselling and looking after uh, you've got four boys of your own. Yeah. Top yep, three points. All... Just to, if, if it, and no one takes anything out of today's show apart from that, what are they? Well, the first one is there's no perfect and everyone buggers up as a parent. That's 
Absolutely yeah. right out there. So true. Um, and you can, no matter what you do every day, um, it might be exactly the same as yesterday and it just goes to crap. You're not a lousy parent. It's just what happens in this space. Secondly, any time you make a rupture and you lose it and you do that, you are the parent you don't want to be, yeah. you can repair it. Just go back and go, wow, that wasn't really, that's not the parent I want to be and I'm going to, I'm going to try a bit harder because that's not what we were doing. And the third one is the most important thing is that your kids know they're loved because what we know is that connection the more connected a child feels to either any of their, you know, key caregivers, the more likely they do what we'd like them to do. I, I see. We got you got Hamish on Australian yep. Father of the Year. Yep. You also got an old co-host of mine on Australia's tightest Father of the Year. I'm going to say Ben Hannett, father of eight yeah. children. Well, he's got to be tight. He's exactly. got eight kids. Exactly. I know. How's he and that was that was really. And also, what you know, I didn't realise that Ben's actually a number of his children, if not all his children, are neurodivergent. So yeah. weave that journey in of, of how more complex it is raising children, you know, who have additional challenges. Yeah, a lot of them on the ASD dads. spectrum. And they're also Absolutely. living in a three-bedroom house with one bathroom. Last time I called up oh, to Benny, it is hectic yeah. at the Hannans. You've remained very um, humble, Maggie. Some of the other names that are going to be joining you um, throughout your <laughs> podcast is John Butler, the musician, David oh Campbell, God. TV presenter. Yeah. You've got uh, claim performer Stephen Page, footy legend Brad Kearns, and Matty O'Kine, uh, the comedian. So huge oh, yeah. lineup. Get your ears around it. I think yeah. it'd be good for I all know. of our... What was, what was really exciting is how quick they jumped on. Yeah. They just wanted to come and have a chat. Well, so if you call it really the good lovely. enough dad, a lot, a lot of these blokes <laughs> I know, they're like, yeah, that sounds like a podcast that I can absolutely fold into. Good when, enough. when are you starting the deadbeat dad? Because uh, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can give you a hand there too. Yeah, pretty sure that's the fails that we talk about. Oh, my God. And some of their poo stories. We asked for one of their most spectacular poo stories. What, their pooing stories, what, Maggie? No, or their children? Their kids. <laughs> their kids. Oh, my God. They are just... That's yes. a crack up. No man forgets a major poo story. No. Oh. All right, Maggie, no. thanks so for your true. time, mate. The Good Enough Thanks, Dad guys. podcast. Grab it on a listener app. That's the host there, Maggie Dent on Triple M. Cheers. Triple M Breakfast. The sport that's back on is the basketball started yesterday. The NBA. The Lakers went down to the Nuggets, who were last year's champions. And hold, there was on, a... hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow yeah. down when you talk basketball. LA Lakers yeah. went down. Who were the Nuggets? They Nuggets won last were year. the winners Denver. last year. Denver. Denver. So okay, LeBron's team is the Lakers, and there was another game on between the Suns and the Warriors. Now, the who Warriors. Were the Suns? Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, Kevin You've got to give us full names. Warriors. Golden State. Milwaukee. Oh, Steph Curry. All right. What do we uh, need to know? So, um, the coach of the Warriors is Steve Kerr, who used to play with Michael Jordan. He actually won three championships. Little fella, yeah? Yeah. He he was a three-point shooter. I remember him. Point guard. Point guard. So, he is now coaching, and there's another bloke you might have heard of, another great Greg, Greg Popovich, who coaches the... American team. He also coaches... He's fabulous. The Spurs. He's great because he's also a grumpy Greg, like mm. our very own grumpy Greg. NBA back means press conferences are back. And America do press Ooh. conferences really well. And there was a fiery one. Um, Greg Popovich was asked by a journo, hey, you seem rejuvenated. Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, said you seem rejuvenated. Well, it was the first game. Of course he rejuvenated. It's a 165-game season. Grumpy Greg, you see. Oh, this sh- is like when you tell a woman she looks good. She, yeah. she goes, well, what do I look like all the other days? Mm. It's Greg like when Popovich. you tell a person who's angry to calm down. Calm down. Greg didn't like being I'll told. I'll give you calm down. What do you mean rejuvenated? What's been wrong with me previously? Steve said that he saw that you kind of been rejuvenated after this summer, obviously, for big draft. Well, let me just say, what was I being rejuvenated from? Was I was I in a mental institution or was I was I uh, <laughs> depressed and curled up in my bedroom or something? 
Steve's an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, nearly as good nice. as uh, press conferences here in Australia when we have mm. boxing matches like Ben Hannett, Paul Gallon. Gee, they have. You're an idiot. What can you talk about? Hojo, <laughs> that's it. You think you're going to walk in and even compete? I could seriously, I could kill you on Thursday night. <laughs> good luck. Bring it then. Let's I'll, see what you can bring. I will be. Let's will see be. what you can bring. Bring it. I will. Well, 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 I'll go and get rejuvenated then. Yeah, well, you, it bounces off me and sticks to you because I'm a mirror and you're glue. Anyway. <laughs> you are. You, you smell. Triple M breakfast. Today, top of 31, rain coming in this afternoon. That is going to mess with my schedule. I've got to type another carport today. How'd you go, Coco, yesterday? Me, thanks for asking. Bloody hell, I was back to back. I went through three claw hammers. What is wrong with you? Were you Margo? around here before showing him blisters or cuts or something? Margo, can we, can we go Done back? yourself a mischief. Oh, that's a proper blister. Thank Don't you. pay any attention that... to him for a little while. Thank you, Margo. Margo, just talk to me about this, but yes. you've seen his recent descent into madness where yeah. he thinks he's a carpenter. He because he's a proper trading. On two, on two double-hung windows, he put clasps on there, lo- little locks on there. They're called oh, fasteners, e- 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 mate. Fasteners. Okay. I'm the master builder around here. Yeah, just class. listen, when I speak, You put you four listen. screws into something and... And you've carried on like a second-hand lawnmower. So there's people in their tra- like there's people in their cars now. Actually, let's go down this track because you've started speaking like a tradesman or thinking it's Coco. Like- is that a tra- like a trade it's something else? Carpenters say, yeah, just oh. bloody nice knockabout blokes. Mart and I did our apprenticeship together in '78. I th- <laughs> you know that. I think I, I didn't do my apprenticeship until the late '80s. Okay. Oh, was that a different Marto? Sorry, I've been through a few blokes over the years. So, have you got a have you had a hit in the head and you now think you're a tradesman? Are you, you did, confused? You did Why are you looking hour- at me like a pickpocket? at a nudist camp, mate. Oh, can you listen? Stop it, Margot. He started using. He used the word bees dick. Oh, it was within a bees dick. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's taking on the lingo. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah. He started using tradie sayings, Why thinking is he that confused, that'll get. Margot, have a captain cook at him, huh? Listen, I'm going to have to do the Harold Holt. How many times have you said when, what time you have smoke to me this morning? <laughs> like you, you've lost your mind. Hey, Listen, Marto, all right. I need to borrow. Like I said, I went through a few claw hammers yesterday. Yeah. Just bloody banging away. You don't go I need through to borrow claw hammers. One. I need to borrow one what today, Marto, because what, better what? to be looking at it than looking for it, mate. You, you are mad. I, Can I we? don't understand what's happening here. I know. He, I'm not a carpenter. For so, I don't know who he's trying to impress oh, or what he's trying to do. I spoke to Wade from Bun- Bunnings yesterday. Oh, my mate, who I introduced you to. He, no, he's... <laughs> Did you get Dan's discount? Did you put it on his trade account? Oh, I need my power pass back, by the way. They haven't issued you a power pass, have they? <laughs> I got a couple, mate. Oh. I got one in the Ute. Right. You know. Can I just <laughs> my dog's Can I one? show you how to be a proper or get you to speak like a proper tradesman? One triple three five three. In your truck, I think. Yeah, this is to- insulting to our actual. Yeah, to people who are driving, in, hardworking men and women are driving in in their utes, going to a building site right now, and you think you're doing talking, proper work. You're you sitting here in air conditioning. I'm not here to molest spiders, fellas. Help me, educate me. No, there's another word they use oh, instead no. of molest. I'm trying to be uh, All right. Dan wants to speak like a tradie. Can we give him a little bit of help? One triple three five three tradie sayings. Uh, listen, let's say here, Dan. Here's my test to you. Thank you. Uh, plumbers, come come on site. What do you say to them? Well, yeah, you don't know anything, you blokes. Oh well, first of all, I call him a turd smuggler. Yeah. <laughs> 
off it. That's what, that's what they do. Yeah. You step on a second guy. Third surgeon sometimes. Yeah. What did he say, Mark? Water runs it? down, hell and payday's Friday. That's all you blokes know. Yeah. Weighing um, up like a secondhand lawnmower. That's a good Corey one. uses that one too because, you know, every now and then he's Can't a – get it started. He's a, uh, you know, first-year apprentice, loves well, a project, Your DIY. husband is more of a tradesman than Dan is. It's insulting. Oh, that is not insulting. I you scored more points for the Broncos it. than Corey Parker as well. And you know, that's another lifetime. Oh, you've that's lost your mind. He's got to, like, rough it in. Okay. Just say stuff like that. Carry on off. like a tree full of glass. Cap it off. Rough it in. Mm. Yeah, what are you doing today? Just Some knock framing it up. or something, I suppose. I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to head out to Brassel. I've got eight carports to knock up today. Yeah, how's your tie downs? Are they all good? <laughs> yeah. Are you triple real, gripping? Real tight. Quadruple. Listen, actually. please, somebody please save me <laughs> and give him a few proper trades and then we can make this go away. Proper trade, he says. Everyone's about to get out of their utes and get into it, mate. Let's, yeah, let's like hop Chris in and it. East Brisbane. Yeah. Chris. Yeah, how are you going? Yeah, new apprentice on the block, mate. Have you got some advice for him? Yeah, mate, tell him not to do the 100 mil trick. Oh, mm. what's the 100 mil trick? Measure, measure twice, cut once, Chris. Me- measure twice, cut once. You give an apprentice a measurement, the cutter started, next minute's 100 mil short, you throw it back at him. <laughs> what, um, yeah, it, the worst thing is when you walk through with a stud and it fits by 100 mil. So what happens, you look at the wrong number on your tape, you look yeah. at the number before, not after. I hate when I'm walking back to, oh, to the drop store and someone talks to me and yeah. I forget the measurements that are in my head. I told I'm you that to... during the song. <laughs> I told you what happens, you've got eight measurements. Done. Chris, does this happen? You've You're got three confused. measurements in your head. I told someone you Someone wants to ask you a question and you go, oh, good, yeah, measure. No, that's what I, what about I just said that. Locking in um, Alex Hills. He yeah. said, Dare might have a head like a drop pie, but his apprentice has a head like a half-suck mango. Yeah, good. Oh, fill the boiler maker from Lowood. If at first you don't succeed, get a bigger hammer. I love that. That is magnificent. <laughs> Simon in Kawamba. Otherwise, no, what's the hammer also known as? Simon might be able to help us. What's the hammer also known as? Oh, the, the bang rod. No, that's incorrect. The persuader. <laughs> Give me a bigger persuader than what you say on site. Simon. <laughs> Hold on. Are you <laughs> listening to this nonsense, Simon? Simon. Oh, I am. Yeah, absolutely. You've heard of Bang Rod before, haven't you? That's Bang an old Rod. one. Yeah. yeah, fully qualified in everything, Simon. Give them, oh, oh. our new apprentice on the block some tips. Do your best, silica the rest. Oh, that's, that's no. <laughs> that's, that's not. The that's the Tyler's job, isn't it? Does the, ca- the silica the corker come in and fix up the Tyler's job? It's it's more the carpenter who uses his favourite tools with no more gaps is uh, <laughs> not a very good carpenter. Final one from Darren from Eagleby on the burner fund. We love a bit of footy rhyming slang on the work site. I'm off to do a Darren Brit. That's a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no need to oh, say sorry. that, Marga. Sorry. <laughs> we get it. We've got a bit of Kevin Nagama, a bit of drama. Yeah. <laughs> I could go with Stewie Dew. Yeah. What's a Stewie Dew? Oh, spew. A brew? No, a spew, spew, I'd say, yeah. on a Monday morning. So I'm an Eve familiar with those terms? I am. I am. What's a stewy yeah. Jew? Is that a spew or a poo or a brew? Yeah, yeah, it's more of a spew. More of a spew. It's a bit what, of a stewy Jew bigger? after a few nights on the Forexes. What, what's smaller, bee stick or a poof dink? Have you heard of the poof dink? I think, I bee, think stick. a bee stick. You can't get in trouble for that because that's actually an official term. The Dow Jones average, which tracks just 30 companies, not 500, didn't get to a record high, but it did go back above 27,000. Mm. And the Nasdaq Tech Index is within a poofteenth of a record. See, it's a financial <laughs> term. <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. We're not done with Wales yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Leave I it. saw last weekend, there's so many. I was at Stratty last weekend and you look out from Point Lookout. They just, they're like Morton. They're just everywhere. It's a super highway. It's only a matter of time till more windsurfers get killed. Uh, how many more windsurfers? Not thought on culinary Wales. 
Did you know we were down, before they started saying them, we were down to the last 150 <laughs> humpbacks. There's now 40,000 of the bastards. Yeah, they're, they're like ra- They're the rabbits of the, the sea. <laughs> Let's push on to some sport. Last night in Cairns, the Diamonds. They've had no rest, the poor old You're Diamonds, the Nettie Girls. Netball, 62-43. Yeah. Well, there's not much sport on, so I'm mentioning the Diamonds these days. <laughs> Here if you need. Uh, they beat the... Did we ever work out how to say Proteas? Proteas? Proteas. Proteas. Anyway, they thrashed those South African birds. Uh, On to the cricket. We're into the top four. You know how we were coming last in the ICC Cricket World Cup? We're now in the f- top four. Who that, did we jump ahead? They only take who four in, we, don't they? Who did we beat, Dad? Orange team. Yep. Oh, the Netherlands. Mm, the Did I hear smokers. David Warner had a bit of a cracker? Oh, yeah. It was on in the background and Corey oh, no. said, oh, only five more runs until he makes bed. a century. On to bed, we were two for 180. Had just Steve Smith made about 70. Then Labashane came in. He made about 40. Uh, yeah, David Warner made 104. Then Glenn Maxwell. So I was already in bed when this happened. Australia finished on 399 runs. Wow. Do you remember when one day cricket, like when it started at the turn of the century 20 years ago, if you made 200, you went, well, that's not bad. Bad. And then, yeah. then they made 251 and then someone made 300. When I was going up, 300 was like, was, Ooh, good whoa, score, good, good score. score. 399 runs, eight wickets down Australia. Glenn Maxwell came in and that's really what this is all about. Glenn, the big show. Now, often the big show has been a big... Uh, Waste of yeah, flops are great. A word. Big, big, big no, big flop. No, not last night. The big show seems to have come back into form because he had that break. He had a bit of mental problems back in 2019. He seems to have come strong Just again. Just needed a bit of a reset. And he's he back. did. You know, he married his long-term girlfriend. And he's oh. much loved in India. And if you're wondering why, it's because he married an Indian girl. She was she's an Australian Indian family. He gets dressed up occasionally, puts the dot on his forehead. Move. He's gone full Brett Lee. Oh, why nice. wouldn't you? They the reckon Brett Lee's still our highest paid cricketer in, is he? Uh, in Bollywood because of Bollywood. Dave Warner is much loved over there because he keeps embracing them. If you like, in, hey, bloody oath! Really if you were a smart. sportsman where your sport was big in China, you'd mm. be a very wealthy man. Back to Glenn Maxwell, he scored 106 runs off 44. That's how it finished. But he got his ton, his century, off 40 balls, okay? Nine fours, eight sixes, only eight balls in his innings did he not score. Here's the first time anyone's come in. Hang on, are you doing a stat? Stat. Hold, please. There's a good stat, too. There you go, man. First time. First time in the history of one day. Okay. First time in the history of one-day cricket, Margot. <laughs> I know you're interested in this, and this I is am. one to take over. You girl, when your girlfriends say, what's, what's been happening in your world, Margot, you can go, did you hear about Maxwell's ton? First time in the history of one-day cricket that a man has come in after the start of the 40th over. I think he was second ball into the 40th Correct. over yeah. and scored 100. Stat. Put away the binoculars. Why has nobody else done it before? Because it's, it's bloody hard impossible. to do. He has got now the fastest hundred in World One Cup in World Cup history, and he's also got the fourth fastest. And the second fastest is off forty-nine balls. So he just smashed. So he's, he's, he's obliterated it. Light years ahead. He did it off forty in the seconds. Here we come. Come on. Hey, listen. Saturday night's the one to watch out for. Australia play New Zealand. So now we're sitting in fourth behind India, South Africa, and New Zealand. Uh, De Kock's in good form though. Oh, somebody's got to get him around the head. Mm. Mm. Mm, you got to just leave it. Yeah. So there's ten teams, and the top four go through. Which right? who's De Kock again? The, oh, the South African. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Did you? Were you trying to be rude? She just wanted no. to say What's de Kock done? I'm just reading the headline. It what says, does it say? De Kock in yeah. the best form of his life. Ah, uh, that's a penthouse, mate. Can you put that away? <laughs> 
Triple M Breakfast. Megan and Harry haven't had an update oh, in a little geez. while. Oh, jeez. What have they been up to? Just keeping low I in America. Our royal watcher would ramp up with Sport Off, but for some reason he's gone missing. Well, well I don't really. I don't. What, what, where have they been? Well, they, they wanted their privacy, around. remember? They'd gone to the States. But... That's right. South Park did a bit. South Park. That was well done. Um, Worldwide privacy. Living next door to Oprah in LA, just hanging out with the the Hollywood types. So that was Family Guy. That was South Park. Sorry, Family Guy. I've had a tilt now. They've released a new episode of Family Guy. I've had a crack at Harry and Meghan. That's fine. I'll go it alone, just like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Sir, your millions from Netflix for no one knows what. Put it with the rest of them. Babe, time to do our daily $250,000 sponsored Instagram post for Del Taco. I shouldn't have left the made-up nonsense. <laughs> so now they've taken the mickey out of it. Yeah. Not the same creator? No. no. Seth MacFarlane and his family guy. Oh, they're yeah. a fair target. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. The yeah. worldwide Easy privacy tour, I think, is still my favourite. You watch Louie Blu- Blu- will be doing them in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Model, Margo and Dan on Triple Hey, uh, we are talking yesterday, Margot, about the road authorities going. We've had a gutful of trucks hitting railway bridges because you don't know your height, and we dealt with it. Well, we thought we dealt with it. When did your truck get stuck? One and a half a week. One and a half trucks a week. That's a good <laughs> Can one. Can we just focus on that for a second? We'll do it again and then play the real one. When did your truck get stuck? How close was that to... Uh, here got it. Oh, come on, I was ready. Yeah, come when on. did your truck, truck get stuck? When did your truck get stuck? Okay, well that's Pretty what good. we were talking about yesterday, and we ended up. Yeah, we got to the end of it. La, la, la. Oh, we had that wonderful piece of audio, which is it, it, this is what it actually sounds like when a truck hits a railway bridge. I oh. accused you of accidentally ripping audio from a Looney Tunes cartoon. It to sounds me, like Margo. when a cartoon character, is, mm. his legs are moving at full speed. Just and he's imagine. Little, 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 little. Wiley Coyote standing mm. under a cliff. The anvil comes anvil down. Sorts he of holds up a sign that says, yeah. ouch. Look, I wouldn't have described it as wonderful piece of audio, but it, yeah, it was good enough. Where truck gets stuck? Kevin from Fernvale writes, I used to own a few trucks and had a rookie driver get stuck under the rail bridge at Goodner carrying produce. Cost me a fortune. He begged and pleaded for me for to keep his job and being a soft touch, I allowed him to, but for six months he had to be my designated driver wherever I needed one. Turned out to be the best six months of oh, my life. Amazing. That's how to turn a bad situation into a good one. Kev spent six months drunk while this bloke <laughs> drove him around, when I believe. gives you lemons, turn it into margaritas. I've the best you. thing was, and I forgot to tell you this yesterday, it's not just trucks, but be and I claimed, and, I've, and I swear that's right, it's GPS driving, it's Google driving. Oh, where do I have to go without any regard for height? And little wonder that Google Maps can't guide you under bridges because this has happened. It's not just trucks. The person behind the wheel of this street mapping camera car... Oh, no. Also, you... forgot to detour. Uh, you know those Google cars with the camera and they go around and give you the Google Maps, the vision of everything? What did it hit? He, lo- he lost his camera. Off the top of the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Idiot. What an idiot. Exactly. How good would that be on Street View as you keep going next, Just next, bang. and then... <laughs> Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margot and Dan. Hey, uh, a lot of people just getting to work or maybe they're uh, just having smoko and uh, having a caffeine hit of some sort. 
Or what do you got there? You mean like that? You mean like that? Full strength or diet? Uh, oh, diet. Can perfect. I can I actually just say yeah. thank you, Mardo, because of thank you, you, I could get a uh, sugar-free Red Bull this morning because there was none left yesterday. And they're very important in my life because I don't drink coffee and that's what fires me up, diet Red Bull. What, so what do you tell, call them? Sugar-free Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull. Tell yeah. everybody what you did yesterday after our show. Okay. Uh, well, even well, on on in on like t- I want to say thank you because I know how much a sugar free Red Bull means to you. Yesterday, he took one for the team. He left the studio and he said, "Does anybody mm. want anything?" I said, "Oh, if you're going to the vending machine, I'd love a Red Bull. I haven't mm. had one yet." That's right. And you said, "Sure, I'll get you a Red Bull." You came back. You took That's a full some... strength Red Bull on yeah. my behalf I so that you. I could have the sugar free one because there was only one left in the vending machine. He dived on. The sugarful grenade, mm. like a, a good hero. soldier, and he copped. Okay. What a hero! Hang on, I'll tell you what he copped. What a Dumb guy! Is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, he it took one for the team. It won't happen again because straight after the show, I went back to the vending machine and I got the phone number. Don't lie, you had it saved in your phone from no, last I, time yeah. you rang him. All right, go the, on. He's the, a friend this, of our show. This story is a complaint <laughs> story. Now I rang him up, Jason, who owns the vending machine. He probably owns a few of them around offices. I don't know what else he does. I just know that his number. Who would put their number on the front of the well, vending he's the machine? One, he's the one that restocks it. He's not just some fat guy sitting, you know, reaping all the benefits mm. from the vending machine that you know people just throw all their right. money at. He actually goes around and stocks the offices of Brisbane, keeping them caffeinated. I know this would also surprise people. But we have a little meeting after the show most days. We, we won't plan. be having one. Too. Today, we actually planned this get a... slop, unbelievable. Um, so, <laughs> often standing in the corner with his backpack still on, not yeah. committing to w- the meeting. I was ready for the meeting, but you guys weren't there. So I started ringing. I didn't re- realise Snowy, our rugby league freak producer, he started recording me ringing Jason, the vending machine. And initially I was a little bit angry because I hadn't had enough Red Bulls for the morning. How are you, mate? You all right? Good one, mate. Uh, the only one, there was one alley here. I don't even know I was in that alley. Yeah. Alley, alley, the like alley in the as in the vending Road. machine alley, the three, two spare ones were the two Red Bull alleys because mm. there must be a lot of other people around here that drink how, Red Bull during the day. Uh, listen again, how terse are you with him? How you going, mate? Yeah, listen. How are you, mate? You all right? You I just want to know that oh, you're going to restock is, my vending machine. This is the fourth time I've rung him oh. in the last year or so. And he hasn't, because obviously we're high consumption Red Bull or something. But if like you that. don't let him know, how is he supposed to know that we've run out of Red Bull? Unless he's got a camera or he should have some sort of sensor that goes back to headquarters and said they're out at Red Bull. Marto needs one. Anyway, <laughs> I had to ring him and it was fine and he took it okay. <laughs> I had, had some advice for him. Instead of having two Diet Red Bulls, have three Diet Red Bulls and maybe only one full sugar, full sugar Red Bull. If those two Red Bull things aren't fixed by the morning, they'll be f***ing trouble, Jason. Anyway, things turn a bit... Not aggressive. Yeah. You're being a Karen. He's our community vending machine, Karen. No, he, he offered the service and <laughs> it's his job to keep the vending machine full. Uh, isn't it or not? Is it his job? Is it your job to constantly pester him? That's not constantly pestering. Four times in one year is not a constant pester. That's a reminder of what you do. And it was a complaint. Yeah. And all of a sudden you you come in, you caught that last bit. Is he abusing the Red Bull vending machine man again? 
You're going to personally do it? Oh, Jesus. Can you block his number, Jace? I guess can you block his number? I can't abuse him. No, Jay says he enjoys our phone call. No, he doesn't. He enjoys He's lying. He, said, He's he lying. said he enjoys being abused and sworn at. Jason told me, he said, this is one of the better complaints I've had, like as in I was pretty friendly. Some people get really nasty. Well, low yesterday. Low bar, low bar. Of all the complaints I've had, this one's been one of the better ones. Yesterday, I thought you were being ungrateful. Today, I'm very grateful because the vending You're machine was stopped. Rewards. He turned that around relatively quickly. All right, I want to, I want to turn it around really quickly into something else. Just tell me, one triple three five three. Whenever, because often complaining doesn't work, but in that occasion, it reaped benefits. When did the complaint complaint work? I told you about my girlfriend who complained about the shopping trolleys. Remember, what? they sent no. her a gift card to go back and spend in the store. All right. Years ago, complained about not enough Maltesers in a packet of Maltesers. I got a whole box load. Genius. Uh, when has your complaint worked? Murray complaint and Beanley, one triple three five three. Have you made a complaint that worked in your favour? Oh, well, look, my uh, my lovely wife works in a school and the air conditioning's been on the blink for the last four days. Yeah, and, oh. uh, Yeah, I know, right? Bit of a killer. No. Um, put in a request to the maintenance department. They're like, oh, yeah, probably the week before Christmas we'll oh. be able to get... Oh. <laughs> 2027. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she had to arrange a meeting with the, the, the manager of maintenance department and it just happened to coincide that the meeting would be in her office yesterday. Yes. Working, right? Yeah. Anyway, he's in there for about five seconds and he's like, oh, my God. Uh, uh, I'm going to get made to look at it tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that that's beautiful. a win. Genius. That's tactic. a win, Murray. Nice work, son. Rod. Rod Hannafy. The Rod Hannafy. Yeah, the Rod Hannafy. He's in, like, New South Wales truck. Uh, transport. What, what are you on Luke Boner's show normally, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, we hear you in the, the morning. Truck guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are you doing uh, ringing uh, us? What are you complaining about, Rob? Um, Boner. I'm driving around Brisbane and I'm actually um, a regular ringer to road authorities to ask them to fix bits of road. And some of the time, they simply don't know there's a problem 500 or 1,000 kilometres away from their office. But unless we tell them, they don't know, but... And I ring Eastern Seaboard right up and down, and I've had roads fixed and bumps done, and I think more people should do it. But you have to recognise the person you're ringing isn't at fault, and you've got to be a little bit respectful and explain the problem and hope that they'll pass it on. Incredible. So, Rod Hannafy, you're just driving around making complaints about our roads, fixing it on behalf of everybody else that has to use them. It's like your mate Jason with the vendor. He probably doesn't know it's out of yeah. diet, Red Bull. You're doing Rod, a community service. Rod, Rod, are you the boss of the Truckies Association, plus you drive trucks? Mate, I drive full-time. Yeah. I write a column for a trucking magazine. I do radio. I'm the president of the National Road Traders. I'm on the Heavy Vehicle Rest Area Steering Committee. And the list goes on. I'm very involved. Lazy bastard. Rod, speaking of vending machines and Red Bull, etc. No, we weren't. You, no, well, you Rod were because you were bloody complaining about the fact we didn't have any Red Bull. What, you're not naturally aspirated, surely, Rod. What sort of caffeinated beverage do you use to keep oh, going yeah. with that dance card? Mate, it's very hard to get good food on the road. Yeah. You've got to watch what you eat. So I use diet cordial. I carry three litres of diet cordial to a milk. I had... Uh, Cookies from my grandson. Made me some cookies before I left home. Be careful. Beautiful. Cookies. Not Be your, careful with not those your cookies. cookies. <laughs> that that <laughs> vending machine you got over at Morton <laughs> is illegal for the cookies. <laughs> Shush. 
the only place to be for Melbourne Cup is the Regatta Hotel. Book now at regattahotel.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. Yeah, I know you're telling you about cricket. The Aussies are back in the uh, top four at the ICC World Cup. Glenn Maxwell scored a record uh, century of 40 balls. He scored 100 because the Diamonds won last night. But one um, sports story you may not know about is an Australian record holder is looking to break his world record right now. He wants it's, to break his own record. Yep, it's the race that never ends, they call it. It's called Backyard Ultra. This is ultra marathon Ooh, running. Yuck. I know. How far is that? What they do, it's not a distance. Oh. You run until... You die. The, you can't run anymore? No, until no one else is running. That's how you win. Oh. So there were 75 started at midnight on Saturday, okay? Unlike Forrest Gump, who started out by himself and then amassed a crowd and then just stopped and went, you know what, I'm done running. It's the other it's the way. the opposite. Yep, they started 75 of the world's greatest ultramarathoners, started in Tennessee. It's called the Big Dog Ultra, Backyard Ultra. Oh, so they call no. it backyard because they run and they do it around the world. The bloke who holds the record right now, Aussie Phil Gore from Victoria, firefighter, runs to and from work every day, he wants wow. you to know. He started off park runs like so many people do on a Saturday morning. They're yep. five kilometres. You do your park run and you say hello to everyone and go home. He started doing that and during the pandemic he got a bit bored and said, how far can I run? And he just started running and running and running and running and he broke the world record in June this year. What they do is Every hour, you have to run 6.71 kilometres. I'm not sure how why many, that amount. How many minutes, you know, how they go, oh, five minute 30 k's? How many would that be? It's not, that's really shuffling. But oh. what happens at the top of each hour, you must start again. So you ha- you can run your 6.71 k's. If you can run it in uh, 28 minutes, uh, good on you. You get a 32 minute rest. But if you want to run it in 50 minutes, he's been going now. Hour after hour after hour, he's up to 95 hours. That's oh almost four days. He has, of course, you can't sleep. Oh, my Lord. Unless you do one in 30 minutes and you go, listen, I'm just having a snooze for 20. There so would I'm be a bit of that going on, much like sights around Brisbane. You just sit down for a sec, close your eyes, yeah. 10 minutes yeah, sleep. Up, you get, up you get Phil. Is that further than that Ned Brockman? What did he run? Oh, that, that across Australia is 4,500 Ks. But he got to have a lie down. He only He didn't run all day. They're running every single hour. As wow. soon as you say can't do anymore, see they haven't they haven't laid down properly since Saturday night. It's now nearly four full days. There's a Kiwi involved too. Out of the seventy five ultra marathoners, look up How Phil many Gore. Left? There's there's nine I think left. Ooh. There's a Kiwi called Sam Harvey. He's left, so it's a real beauty. I bet a Ding bit of this battle. happens. You know, you run. Say you get your six Ks done in the first half hour. Six point seven. Like, well, I'm going to have an hour fifteen sleep. No, you so can I'm only gonna... have half an hour. No, because you can just need to get it done oh, inside, the... and then you right, wake okay. up like, oh no, I've overslept. Yeah, and no, there's to... nothing worse <laughs> than that sprint hangover you feeling. To, you have to sprint out your <laughs> six point right. seven. It could take a while. So the, there is no ending. The ending is as soon as that second last guy, and you've seen these battles go on where they do endurance battles, like on um, what's the one where they hula bula, uh, this TV show Survivor. You know that. Oh, you know. They go crazy. <laughs> uh, they do survival things, and as soon as that while well, our second last person gives up mentally, it's yeah. about. So keep an eye on that one. It may not be the most. Ex- I don't think it's Phil good Gore. TV sport. Okay. No, I think no. a lot of people get hospitalised too. I'd imagine. Can you just update us when it, it's finished and yeah. let us know what happened? Yeah, I think it actually makes sailing look like a good TV <laughs> spectator sport. Triple M breakfast. Uh, what about this? During the rounds yesterday, a video, Marto and Dan. I'm not sure if you saw it, uh, where a kite surfer. Oh my god! Was spotted from the cliffs, being uh, dumped on by a humpback whale who was breaching. 
video's not very good. It was the GoPro on the end of his kite surfing wing thing. What's that called? Windsurfer. Windsurfer, yeah. Um, he was at Monovar, which is off the northern beaches. Yeah. There, there was a bloke on the on the cliff just happened to be filming it, but he yeah. it was spectacular. Did you see it? No, but I, oh. am I hearing him right say, I just got hit by a whale? I just got hit by a whale. That's cool. That's cool. If you live, that's unreal. He got taken. Unreal. The body took him under. He said twenty to thirty feet down. He went, and it was it was sort of hugging him the whole way down. It, mm. it, what did he say about it? Um, well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell oh, you. you it's it? in the news story. Green loves to live life on the wild side, but this was a wipeout he didn't see coming. Wing foiling off the coast of Motorvale, the 55-year-old's GoPro camera was on as a whale calf sprang from the surface. Mm. Well, that's the news lady telling telling you about it. Uh, but this was him describing the moment. I saw the head come out, then I saw the rest of the body come out, and then I saw the whole thing above me. And at about that stage, I've got to be honest, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, when there's, there's a whale above your head, that is a time to think I'm in trouble. The video, of the actuality of the video from um, his GoPro is unreal. Like, you see the body come up in between his board and the, the windsurfing thing and just push him down into the ground. And as you said, Marta, it just pushed against his body. The whole time under the water, you can just feel the mass of it pressing against your body and pushing you down. Was it a calf? Is yeah, because he said if it was a big one, it would have sliced him open with its barnacles. Yeah, they've got barnacles all over there. He would have died. And mm-hmm. did you see, you know how you hang on to the, it's, not a, it's an arm rope, not a leg rope. Mm. That was what was pulling it down as the whale dove down. It's, it was hanging on it and finally it snapped. He said nothing should snap these things and thank God it did. That saved his life. It was in between, he said, was it the board and the kite? Yeah. And so it was pulling the Pulling down the on the rope. rope. Down. And if the rope didn't Gee. snap, he would have been stuck down there. You could sue that company or... What, the whale company? No, the sue, leg, sue. the hand rope company and go, failure, failure, but it did save his life. It did yeah. save his life. Hey, um, we always love an eyewitness. There was one there. This oh, yeah. one here. Metal bag just happened. Happened to be filming too. I thought this is not going to be good. He put a call out on social media to find Jason and it worked. Jason called me and said I'm okay. He was very lucky and I was very happy. <laughs> What's the social media thing? Like, what well, he put it out to him to check on him because he was quite he a distance away. Was. No, he had no idea who he was. So he just put it out there and said, hey, if anybody knows who this is, I've got this what? footage and I just want to check if you're okay because he was standing up there watching it but couldn't do anything because he was like at least a couple of kilometres away out to sea from where he was standing on the cliff. So when he gets in, he checks his, hey, that was me, I better tell that bloke I'm okay. <laughs> Uh, did he, did anyone, he didn't need hospitalisation, the guy who got hit. No, he's he? fine. He's no. Come away unscathed. Can yeah. you imagine? And the whale got a free kite foil. Yeah, foil. <laughs> so the whale's stoked. Everyone's mm. happy with the silver Having a price. great time. Yes. Imagine he goes back and tells his mum, Oh, mum, you'll never <laughs> believe what happens. How's your day? Those filthy, thieving whales. Yeah. Huh? you got to watch them. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Just speaking about the horrific situation going on out west of Toowoomba with the bushfires, and we were saying, what can we do here? It doesn't seem like they need boots on the ground, but do they need cash? Is there somewhere we can donate? 0484101045. Send us a text. Get in touch. And what's happened here? I don't know if someone's rung her or I don't think she'd be listening from out there, but Tara resident, Jennifer Hallinan, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Hey, Jen, how did you – are you listening to us out there? Um – no, we don't have the radio in the shop. So. Right, right. Oh, so you got yeah. the shop where they're at Tara on the corner? Yes, we're at Foodworks. Right, okay. So, Jennifer, are you still residing in Tara or have you had to leave? No, I, I live in Tara. I live in town, so I'm 
I'm pretty safe here. We didn't think we would be, but um, no, we're pretty safe in well, town. Uh, you're probably aware, everyone in Brisbane who uh, was watching any news or any reports, uh, you're big in the news at the moment. They're telling me it's very close to town where this fire's been and there's been nothing like it out your way previously. No, it hasn't been like this before. I mean, we've had fires many, many years ago, but um, we're all safe then. But um, this time around, the town was... Um, going to be affected but at this stage we're fine um, can, can anyone from can anyone from down the city here help you in any way oh look I'm not too sure about this we did have an evacuation center but um, it was uh, closed yesterday because they uh, transported the evacuees to Dolby, Dolby yeah. um, where they'd be safe in, just in case you know the town was hit um, so yeah there is a lot, a lot of people we're still here um, and all banding together. Jennifer, I, I read that there's a call out uh, for donations of clothes, goods, nappies. Um, about 50 people fled their homes to an evacuation centre at Mill Merrin uh, and they're saying that any anyone that uh, all they have is the clothes that they're wearing. So anything that anyone has that they can drop off there. Um, have you heard from any of the neighbouring suburbs? Are, are you all talking to each other? Have you got um, a Facebook oh, group? Well, no, I haven't. I haven't seen anything, but... Most definitely, they probably will. I've had um, the Lions clubs um, get in touch with us um, as I'm a Lions member and um, they'll help us in any way um, they can. They always do. Right. If if anyone wants to leave donations, I think the Neighbourhood Centre in town and Lifeline in town. Yes, Jennifer. Um, Any rain around at all? Is there going to be any respite from this? there was a lot of noise last night in town here, a lot of thundering, lightning oh. and a few spits, but um, out of town, different yeah. different roads, there was um, a little bit of rain. All right, but, Jennifer. Um, well, look, yeah. if you want to keep in touch, let us know yeah. if anything yeah. can be done. We've got your number and, you know, you can hit up our yes. producer, Snowy, and we'll um, yes. hopefully everything goes all right, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Go on, you mate. Tara, uh, hold on, just one quick. Jennifer, what's the biggest yeah. selling item at the Tara IGA? Water. 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 Okay, Water, yeah, and um, I did also see that residents have stay, stayed to help the firefighters, feeding our frontline workers as well, so that's another way that people can help, Jennifer. Yes, a couple of small businesses, they band together and uh, delivered food and... Um, Foodworks have been feeding the evacuees and uh, the fireys. Nice. Well done. Yes. Mm. yes. All the best. Good luck. If nothing out of it, uh, community spirit is always strong, I, and that's I one thing it. that Queenslanders have proved through floods and bushfires, and it looks like uh, the residents of Tara are banding together to help their community as well.